DJ Spino. Fireball. I know you fight kung fu, but I go fight for you. I got my eyes on you. You got vibes on you. I know you die for you, ladies. But I live my life for you. I got my eyes on you. You got vibes. On- Hey, welcome to the Uncut 90. I'm your host, Delacqua, with a few special guests and analysts. Um, Wass is here. Yeah, Wass in the building, back like I never left. George, a.k.a. Lil Pep. Lil Pep, ground up. Lil Pep won the league. <laughs> we're, still, we're still saying ground up. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and here as well. Hey, what one? All right. And last but not least. Rookie is here. What up, what up? Not much, man. Thank you so much for being on, guys. I mean, we have a lot to talk about, but we're not going to talk about everything, right, George? We're going to talk about, you know, the, the things that are the most important. Um, so let's just start off with kind of the news of the day, the big news of the day, right, which is Manchester City are officially the champions of the EPL. I mean, we, we knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when it would be mathematically like proven or mathematically certified um and it is as of today so george i'll let you have the floor i'm sure you have a little bit to say um but just talk about this season for manchester city and just what does it mean for them to have come through with kind of they dealt with some adversity as well coming from last season and you know some changes and them kind of running away with the league in the end like it wasn't really that close yeah so well, when the season started, Man City had, well, well, people did not really expect Man City to win the league. Why? Because uh, David Silva left. They said there's no Leroy Sané. You know, they were just saying there were, there were no key names that could, like, propel Manchester City to win the league. But in the end, Man City started the league, uh, I think, with 12 players, 12 first-team players. The rest were academy boys. And they were scraping by, you know, they were scraping by with wins, Ruben Diaz. A huge sign-in came through. And then um, I was just checking, and I saw that they actually, like, what was it, November 23rd, they were actually um, 13th in the league, right? But by January, the middle of January, they were top of the league. So all it took them was just, like, two months of ridiculous form, no KDB, Gundogan stepped up, Foden stepped up, Sterling stepped up. All the people I said were going to step up, stepped up. And then, uh, yeah, it just they just won the league. It's that simple. Ruben Diaz was really key. John Stones revived. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Pep has always been Pep, you know? Like, do you, think, do you yeah. think for Pep this is his most impressive EPL? Like, I know he has. He has three of them now, right? Um, yeah. Do you think of the three, this is the most impressive based on the team he had? Because I feel like we we'll probably all agree he had superior teams in the past. But this team, as much as they're good, like they're not the previous versions that he had. I mean, he had to adjust. That's the thing. Like that's what makes this really special. This is like he had to adjust. He's, he played the whole season without like an out and out striker. Mm-hmm. So like that alone speaks, you know, it speaks volumes. And for I think for once, Pep actually focused more on like, the defense of the team than the attacking side of the team. Yeah. So you could, if I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, you can say, you know, he's a he's a type of manager that can adjust to uh, the strength of the team. You understand? Because they didn't have a striker, so now he had to like focus on 
you know, keeping clean, uh, keeping uh, clean sheets. So mm-hmm. if you can't score, you're not winning the game. So that's yeah. what he focused on, and he allowed you know the midfielders Gunnigan and the likes to just chip in goals. Gunnigan has twelve goals, and he's like the leading goal scorer for Manchester City in like the league. So that's a lot. Like that says a lot. Just twelve goals, like the leading uh, goal scorer. And the team that won the champ, um, the EPL has twelve goals, and they still won the league. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, C- certainly very impressive. Uh, Winfred, for you, uh, George has brought up Gondogan. Do you think that he's City's player of the season? Um, or would you give it to Ruben Diaz? Like, what players, who are the standout players for Manchester City this season? Um, I, I think the standout player would be a few people. Um, Ruben Diaz will be one. Um, Gundogan will be one. And then um, Phil Foden. I think the three of them, if you give it to any one of them, I wouldn't be too I wouldn't be too shocked, but I, I think I'll make a case for Good Gun and uh, uh Ruben Diaz. Yeah, yeah. I mean Ruben Diaz, I remember when he first came in, we were trying to figure out how good he is, right? Because he came from Portugal, which is Portuguese league. Of course, I'm sure people yeah. thought, who's this guy? He's not that good. He's not really anything, um he's not flashy. But he's just very, very effective. He's almost kind of like an old school, old school center back, and he gets the job done. Yeah, there, there are some faults in his game, but the thing is, he makes one mistake. He, uh, he makes eight blocks after that. You mm. know, and mind you, he's still young. I, I talked to George about it. We think he's a decent player. We don't think he's like world class, or we don't think he's like the greatest center back in the EPL right now. Mm-hmm. But like with time, you can see him being that. Uh, great center back like you know in, in the entire league because he's one he's very young he has the ability he has one really really good thing a winning mentality and mm-hmm. also he uh he marshals the back like uh like a, a center back that's been there for a very long time like you know like yeah. uh there was a free kick when he grabbed uh Zinchenko uh, and then dragged him off the floor and placed him where he wanted him to be and then he joined the wall. See, that's that, that's the type of leader you need. That's like the company type of leader. That's I was just about to bring up company because I read something yeah. that said that you know Manchester City have really they really missed him when he left and yeah, yeah they did they did until Ruben Diaz yes. came in and stepped up. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I mean great season for Manchester City. I mean. Uh, I think everyone here expected them to win it, right? Was there anyone that was expecting a different team? Wait, so, let's not. Yeah. Let's also not. Sorry, Delapo. Let's not forget Edison, man. Edison became another outlet, right? He became another outlet in the attack. Like the guy was a goalkeeper, but he became an attacking outlet. You understand? So well, that, that's always been that, no? You said what? Hasn't he always kind of been that? That's always been his role. I know, but like now, I feel like it became part of their game plan. Like, you know, first, I felt like it first was more like luck. Like, you know, he just do it. But now I just, it, like the PSG goal, mm-hmm. you see the Winston Jekyll, it's almost like it was practice. So it was, it's almost like, you know, it's something they work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, the like first time. yeah, that's I feel like it's just different now. Like it's not first we see it, but it's more like, you know, he has the ability. But now it's, it feels like more, it's like it's, it's been incorporated into their game, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think we could go through the whole City team and there's, I mean, there are a couple of players that didn't really have much of a role, but for the most part, like you kind of mentioned, it was the whole team. It took the whole team to do it. So it's, I'm sure Pep is probably very, very proud and happy with their accomplishment because 
it wasn't just a few players that carried them to victory. It was literally everyone had a role at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to move off of Manchester City, unless anyone has something else they want to say. Um, I just want to say Pep is the greatest <laughs> manager ever in the EPL. That's what I just wanted to say. <laughs> okay, okay. I know Wise and Rookie probably disagree, but we're not even going to go down that road. We're going to let you have it for today because, you know, City are champions. Um, I wanted us to talk about some of the best players in the EPL this season. Let me just, like, Popo, please, let me just say... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just had one point to this being the most most impressive one. I don't necessarily agree that this one is the most impressive. I don't think the competition was really up to par, really. Mm. I, I personally enjoyed the... Um, or was it 2018? Or was it 2019? Two seasons ago. The, yeah, yeah. the record-breaking one. Yeah, that was that was way better than this one. At least Liverpool, it was like head-to-head. To, mm-hmm. I think, it, wasn't it the last or second-to-last game of the season where they won it with... Uh, if they didn't win that game, Liverpool would have won. If company yeah. didn't... Yeah. They won it by like three points or something. Like for, if, if company, yeah... yeah it, didn't score that super short. So that was definitely more entertaining and more impressive than this one. This one, it was honestly was easy. The, I, I'm not impressed with the rest. I see what you're saying. I think when I asked that, I was thinking more of not so much more entertaining or like which one was the hardest based on competition, but which was just the hardest based on this team. Like the way the season worked out for City, I don't think that most people expected it to go the way that it did. Like, yes, we all expected City to win it, but they didn't score a whole bunch of goals. Like, they were like a defensive team primarily. They weren't excited. They dominated teams, but not like they did in the past. So it just felt like it's like a new City team. That's how, that's what it feels like to me. It feels like this is a new version of Manchester City. So we'll see. Maybe I'm tripping, though. I'm, I um, mean, like, you can say different, but like not different. Like, yeah, not the most impressive. Okay, okay. I'll I'll let you have it. You don't agree with us that it's impressive. Yeah, not impressed. Fine. <laughs> um, I want to talk about some of the best players in EPL, and I want us to do it by position. Um, so today we're just gonna talk about the defenders. Other episodes we'll talk about you know other positions on the field, but let's talk about some of the best defenders in EPL this season. Um. Let's kind of build out our EPL team of the season right before the season ends. So, Rookie, I'm going to start with you. Let's start with goalkeepers. What goalkeepers um, do you think deserve mention? Or if there's one that you want to, you know, mention above the rest that has been fantastic? Um, In terms of goalkeepers, mm, I would go with... I don't want to go with just, you know, Ederson because obviously City stepped a lot of clean sheets, but I think um, the defenders have a lot to play in that. Mm-hmm. I would go with uh, Meslier from Leeds. Okay, I like that. He's young, um, and I think that, you know, considering some of the shortcomings that Leeds has defensively, he's done a really good job. I think... Um, He's high up there in terms of the number of saves and clean sheets, and he's also super young. So he is. He's been very impressive. Yeah. What is he like? Twenty? Twenty-one? Um, I want to say he's like twenty-one. That. Yeah. He's he's quite young. Yeah. He's a baby. So 
that is who I would he go definitely, with. Def- he definitely doesn't have a defense that protects him the way that Anderson does. Right, that's um, what I'm saying. Like they leave him um, up there, like, survive. <laughs> but then, for, like, team of the year, though, like... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean the guy is the guy is good, but I don't know if I'll put him in my team of the year. I would consider. I mean, we're talking about standout. We're stand. We're talking about standout um, players, and oh, okay, he is okay. someone who stood out to yeah. me, at least. Especially like I said, with the defensive shortcomings that Leeds has. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Okay. So, and on my short list, he's the second person I thought about. Like, I don't think Rookie's off. Why? Who would you have? Um, goalkeeper. I think I'll go with either. Um, okay. Let me just pick one. You know, let me not steal some other people's answers. You know, <laughs> let me just. <laughs> I'll, oh I'll, I'll probably go with Martinez. Martinez. Okay, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I think he's been great. Yeah, he has. I mean, the move from Arsenal has worked out good for him, right? Or worked out well. Oh yeah. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic move for him. And we can say that he doesn't have a super defense. He has a pretty solid defense. Yeah. What? What? Mings. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) (laughs) Mings, Kosa, Maddie Cash, and Target. I mean, they're pretty consistent and solid. Like, And they've not really had too much injuries to deal with. Like, He has a good defense in front of him. You can't be mad. Well, okay. Martinez has been very good this season. Wilfred, I'm going to come to you. I know Meslia was a, a player that me and you have talked about in the past, about just how impressive he's been this season. Um, would you back him for your team of the season or, you know, someone else you want to shout out? Oh, Meslia was fine, but I was going to say Martinez. But since Watt said it, I would uh, go with uh, Mendy. Mendy. Do you think Mendy, yeah. how, how big has Mendy been for Chelsea? Like, do you think that we're giving him too much credit? Because I kind of, you know, I'm always trying to fight back against the narrative. And it seems like it's just too, it's too clean of a narrative that Mendy came and all of a, all of a sudden Chelsea can defend and they keep clean sheets. Like, I think there's a lot more at work than just Mendy. I was also against it. But when I see the quality of saves this guy makes, it's actually very impressive. And I see the amount of clean sheets they kept under Tuchel. It's very amazing. Like, after the shape change, like, they started grinding out and they started keeping clean sheets. Mm-hmm. They started winning goals by 1-0, 2-0. They started keeping more clean sheets. Then the next thing you know is they're catapulting up the table. Next thing you know, they're building a form in Champions League, you know. Because, like, I'm not only looking at EPL, I'm looking at the overall form of the team, you know, mm-hmm. through European uh, competitions. Mendy has been very instrumental. And even, was, uh, the, well, the defense also was kind of uh, refixed because Thiago Silva uh, came in and he didn't have the best of the beginning of the season, but he mm-hmm. started picking up. He started picking up. And then... um. He started playing very well. To, uh, like I said, Tuku came, changed the shape, three back. They were more stable. Uh, Rudiger put in a shift, Aspi, uh, Thiago Silva. But, like, even though they do have uh, quality defenders, like the quality of saves that Mendy have been making and the number of clean sheets that he's kept after Tuku came, like, you can't overlook him, you know? Okay. Yeah. 
Fair enough. George, I'll come to you last. Do you have a goalkeeper for us that's different or you like one of these guys? Nah, I was actually going to go with Mendy, but um, since when I picked them, I'll just go with Edison. I'll just... Okay. Okay. Yeah, Edison has been, you know, I think he has an assist, right? He has, he's the only keeper with an assist. So, hey, that's, that speaks volumes. <laughs> Yo, Wes, I want to ask you, because I remember when Edison first came to the EPL, there was a debate about whether Edison was actually a good goalkeeper. And um, I don't know if anything has happened to make us decide, because he doesn't get tested as much as most other goalkeepers or probably any other goalkeeper. Um, but for you, Wes, is Edison a good goalkeeper? Like, where would you, generally speaking, would you say, like, you know, is he world-class? Like, where, where would you put him? Good, uh, yeah, he's definitely world-class. Like, the the thing about being a great goalkeeper is, you know, you have to do what your team needs you to do. Hmm. So it's not about being tested all the time or whatever. Like, when, when you're tested, do you show up? You know, because you have to be sharp. If your team has possession all the time and then... You suddenly lose it in a precarious situation. Like you have to be ready to be able to deal with that. And he's like, for me, he's a fantastic short stopper. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember this argument. But <laughs> 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 when it happened, when people were saying he wasn't good, because he has, he has, Edison has always been good. Like okay, yeah. You know, so okay, I'm just, I'm just testing you out. I, I, I think now the whole passing thing is kind of blown out of which I he has been like I don't see anything different from when he first came he was doing exactly that's literally why I brought it up to George like I remember him doing this like it's not new yeah yeah I remember so yeah isn't that the whole reason of him being brought in anyway it was right (laughs) yeah um, yeah, I'm not saying he has not been doing it. I'm just saying, like, before when he did it, it was not really part of their game. Do you, do you get it? Like, now it feels like it's, it's like an outlet. If they can break a team down, it's something to look to, you know? It's, a, it's like a play they work on. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. It's almost kind of like before they had so many ways to break you down, they didn't need him to do that exactly. as much. Exactly. But now they actually really need him to do that a couple times a game. Exactly. That, that's what I mean. I see where you're coming from. Okay. So, if if we have to pick one, I think it's between Martinez and Mendy, right? Mm, yeah. I mean... Yeah. So, who is it? I mean, we can... Uncut 90. What'd you say? I would go with Martinez because he has less of a cover than Mendy does. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know what we might actually do? We might put this to a vote, but... Mm-hmm. For now, we'll, get, we'll ask the rest of the peoples what they think. We'll have fun debates. Um, let's talk about some center backs. Center backs, you know, make a huge difference in the team. I have a short list here if you need any, but, you know, I'm sure you guys already know off the top of your head. So I'm going to ask you to give me two. Wes, I'll start with you. Give me two center backs that have been very impressive this season that you'd say, you know, if you had a team of the season, you put them in there. Two center backs. I'll go with... Um... Ruben Diaz mm-hmm. and um, Fofana. Fofana, my guy. Yes, yo, Fofana has been incredible, man. Um, do you do you look at looking at Leicester? They've been kind of struggling. I mean, I know they won today against United's like under seventeen squad, but they've been kind of struggling without Johnny Evans. Do you think that like 
is a what am I trying to say? Is like a negative on him, like just them needing Johnny Evans in there, or do you just think it's you know chemistry issues? No, the guys, the guys, a young player that you know was just thrown into the position when uh, Sajonko got injured and they mm-hmm. he pulled out. So whether Johnny Evans is there or not, I think for what he has done as like a young center back that probably wasn't expecting to be the, the starter this season. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely give him props for that. So, mm-hmm. And that's why I put him next to Ruben Diaz because mm-hmm. Ruben Diaz is experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. No, Fofana is a popo player, by the way. You know, I, I love Fofana, so I'm not going to argue with you. George, what do you think? Center backs. Uh, I'm gonna go for the two city guys, man. Uh, John Stones and then Ruben Diaz. Wow, John Stones. <laughs> wow. Because I'm looking at every other team, right? Um, mm-hmm. there's not really like a standout player like that. Like this, there's so many standout players. I can give you right. them, but there's a lot of standout players. Like if we look at Chelsea, who are you gonna pick? Like Kurzuma? Like no, like Christian. Yeah, I was I was even gonna mention like when you said um I don't know who said this, let let me not be like I'm accusing somebody, but um as Mendy not being like for me, Mendy is the reason. Like there's there's a there's a stark difference. I mean I, I don't wanna go back to goalkeepers, but no basically no centre back in Chelsea stands out to me. Like like Mendy is the reason why that defence is if uh, the other guy was there, the Spanish guy would have been considered mad goals. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely see the point, but I think the defenders, you have to give them some credit. They've actually played really well, especially when the system was changed. They've The whole team just defends. Like, they go out there and 11 right. players defend. Like, it's not... Mendy, of exactly. course, makes a difference. I think that, to me, the way I see it, having a really good goalkeeper that you have confidence in allows you to play. You're not trying to, like, overdo anything. You're not trying to protect the goalkeeper because... Like, okay, okay, okay. So who is the standout centre-back? Yo, I said I would take Aspie if I had to take someone in Chelsea. But you're right. They've all contributed. They've all done well. But well, all of them have done well. Like, you can't... Just because there's no standout doesn't mean they haven't done anything. You can't make it sound like, oh, they're just there. They're not doing anything. No, that's not what I'm saying now, but... Okay. L- let's see what would have happened if they didn't change the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I see if Mendy gets injured or something, we'll see what happens. And, you know, real quick, do you think Chelsea's going to be able to keep up this defensive identity next season? Like, do you th- like to me, I'm still looking at it as, like, I don't know that this is really Chelsea's identity. But do you think that it's here to stay, like, the way they've been playing? I actually yeah. do. Okay. We're believing Chelsea. All right. You know, I'm just trying to hit on Chelsea as much as I can. So, no problem. Understandable. They knocked y'all out. Right, right. I know you've been waiting for a chance to, you know, say something. But this episode, we are not talking about Champions League. It's very convenient. Um, <laughs> Rookie, do you have two center backs that have been very impressive this season? Yeah, Was took them. So, I'm going to Oh, really? Okay. Him. Yeah, those were the two I was going to say. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Uh, who have I not asked yet? Where Fred? Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Ruben Diaz, and then I'm going to go with one person. A lot of people won't give him a shout-out, but uh, Craig Dawson at uh, West Ham. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, just check the stats, man. No, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not, I haven't really seen that much of him, but I was thinking about it when I was coming up with my short list was what players at West Ham – need to be recognized because they've had an incredible season. They, they have they have three players that uh four actually that needs to be recognized. Dawson, mm-hmm. um Suchek, yes, yep. Stephanie Rice, mm-hmm. yes. and Antonio. Well, I feel like Antonio missed oh, a lot of time this season. And then also Kufa. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. So basically, everyone is on Ruben Diaz, 100%. I'm not going to disagree. Kofana, surprised by him being in the team, actually. Um, nobody wants Maguire. Harry Maguire's had a good season. You know? <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious. Popo, um, we try to have a serious conversation. No, yeah, no, right. I think Harry Maguire's had a good season. Like I know that we're going to laugh, but like, it's pretty good. Individually or as part of a team, they've had a, a group Individually and part of a team. I mean, he has no, to no, don't, don't do that. Can we move don't, on don't to the it. next portion of this, please? Cause... I just, that, let me just throw out a couple more names because I feel like you guys are, you know, maybe mm-hmm. sleeping. Might have been Ajay. Yeah, at this point, guys, I'll throw in Ben Godfrey. <laughs> I actually was going to bring up Ben Godfrey, but he's far down on the list. He's not up here yet. Um, how about Rob Holden? Rob Holden has been very impressive. Please. <laughs> Can we move on? Then I'll, I'll we're say clearly trying to play concert. games here. Then I'll say means and concert. Like, stop, stop, stop. Okay. Oh, so, I just wanted to be on record that I brought up these names and you guys shut me down. Because these guys have had great seasons. You're right. We shut you down. Now no, next. Okay. Like, what? Okay. Okay. No worries. Um, Let's move on to right back since you guys don't like my, my short list. Right back. No, we don't. Um, I feel like there's not really that many right backs that had really good seasons, but I have a, a short list, of course. I'm always here to help. Um, George, we'll start with you. What right backs would you give me one? One right back. Yeah, you didn't let me think. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is going to be hard. Okay. Does someone else have a right back while George thinks? Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, oh, what's his name? Uh, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're really going in with the jokes today. really, yeah, just come come back to me later. I think about I, it. I, I have I have a right back, but those guys can play both right back and left back. So I don't uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Cancelo. Hmm. It's it's like one of those things. It's like one of those things. Well, what, I don't know what that means. Because yeah. he uh, he's played equally as a right back and equally as a left. Oh, okay, back. okay, yeah. So it depends on where you want to put him. Basically. Yeah, it depends on where you want to put him. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I'll put him at right back. I mean, I feel like he really started shining at right back, and then they mm-hmm. just started flexing and using my left back as well. Yeah, he has had a great season. He hasn't been as great recently. His form has kind of dipped. Um, but hopefully he can pick back up because he's been great. I agree. Wes, do you have a right back? Mm, yeah, I actually like um, Matty Cash too. Hey, 
Matty Cash. Matty Cash. And then who is that Lester guy? Oh, Castania. Yeah, I like him too. That's uh, that's Moyo's guy. Moyo loves that guy. Yeah, Timothy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, which one? Give me one. Now we're oh, just... uh, you want one? All right. Yeah. I, I think I think I'll go with cash. Okay. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll go with cash money. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cash has tried. I mean, he's he's done a good job. Rookie, what do you think? Right back. I'm going with Castanier. Wow. I'm actually very surprised by that. Okay. Why are you surprised? Um, I just didn't have it on my short list, but you know, maybe I overlooked him for some reason. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, probably. And also, I think probably the way he started the season, I feel like he didn't start that impressively. If you remember, it was uh, what's that guy's name, James Justin or Justin James? He was that yeah. was kind of shining before he got hurt. So yeah. before he got injured, yeah. Probably but just you know, Castani has grown into it. Okay. All right. The season went on. Yeah, honestly, I really don't have anyone, but I'll just go with Sufar. Okay. I mean, worthy mention. He's had a very good season as well. Yeah. Um, all right. How about, let me just throw out a couple of names that you guys, you know, decided to not bring up. How about Aaron Wan-Bissaka? <laughs> He's improved, but I wouldn't have him up there. Okay. I feel like he's been one of United's most consistent performers. I mean, he's not flashy. He's never going to jump off the screen. But yeah. Like, no, he's definitely improved going forward. But um, I just feel like there are, uh, there are better right backs in the league. Okay. Okay. And how about Kyle Walker? Nobody brought him up. I mean, he didn't play majority of the season. It was mostly Cancelo and then uh, Zanjanko. He just recently started playing, honestly. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of That's those things that feels like he didn't play, but like he actually played a lot of games. <laughs> but okay, nobody wants Kyle Walker. That's that's all I have for you. Oh, um, how about Luke Allen at Leeds? No. There's only mm-hmm. one 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 defender that stands out at Leeds, man. Who? Only one. <laughs> Who? Who stands out? Who's the defender? Oh, here's my pick. Here's my pick for the other position. <laughs> for left back oh. it's a secret till we get there. Okay. Let's let's talk about left back. George, now you can tell us we're on left back now officially. What's that last? <laughs> general. <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean I can also say it shouldn't be him because he's played CM and DM and I'm going to still even think about him as a left back. I'm I'm just just going for Stuart like, Dallas. Yeah, left back. I'll, I'll go for Stuart Dallas. Yeah. So you're going for Stuart Dallas as well? Um, no, no. <laughs> who are you going for? Who do you, who do you want? Uh, let me see. Hmm. Oh, Actually, yeah. I'll go with Dallas. I mean, look. Oh, guys, come on. Dallas doesn't even play left back. Like, why are you guys. Yeah. No, no, but there's you, only one right answer here. It's like literally, the answer is very obvious for this one. It's Luke, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. There's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say Luke Shaw. Yeah, fine. <laughs> when Dallas, when, when Dallas was playing at left back, like I got that, I, I had the guy. I got the points. I know the assist I got off of okay. him. I remember We're not I talking about your points, though. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, but the guy has been impressive. You know. He has definitely been very impressive. He's been impressive. Coming from the championship and doing that, like that's 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 a huge feat. What, seven goals, six assists? 
But did he do most of this from left back or from a different position? Yeah, yeah. He actually had a point. Um, yeah. He had a point from left back. He just started playing CM like, what, five games ago? No, that's false. The guy plays CM like practically the whole season. No, 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 no. So this is the thing. He is part of the the uh, the, the changing shape uh, type of substitutions. So he can start a game at left back, but will end up in uh, CM in like uh, 60 minutes during the game. Because... At one point, if they they brought Alioski on, they move him to a uh, midfield. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can't really like. I mean, you can't really pinpoint. That, that's why I compare them to James Milner. You can't really say he's a left back. You can't really say he's a CM. But exactly. yeah, like James Milner, he's he really played, CM played left back. <laughs> he played left back. He's played left back. Well, um, predominantly, I, I would probably have to check the number of appearances. Fine, you guys are surprising me with this to a Dallas. Honestly, honestly, the the pick the the pick would be either Luke Shaw. Like, I think he's a clear pick. Yes, okay. but I'm just re- I'm, I'm honestly just throwing names out there. But Luke Shaw. Okay. Yeah. okay. Wes, do you have any other names, or you you go with Luke Shaw? Has he finally you know shown you what he can do? Yeah, I guess we could go with Luke Shaw. <laughs> I mean, the least enthusiastic. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd, if if no one else stood out more than Luke Shaw, then we'll, we'll, let's just go with Luke Shaw. <laughs> Luke Shaw has had a very good season, and I think a lot of people owe Luke Shaw apologies because people people came here and told us he was fat, he can't run, and like the guy is bald this season, man. He's been one of United's. Best players, if not their best. But players. why does him having a good season nullify what people have said in the past? Um, it does in a sense. Maybe it applied to how he was playing in the past, and now he is improved. I don't think people owe him an apology after just one good season. Oh, so you think it's just one good season? You don't think he can keep it up? I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. I actually think he can keep it up. I'm just saying that what was said in the past doesn't just go away because of this season. If it applied in the past, then yeah, it applied in the past. Good for him that now he's, you know, um, proving people wrong, but that doesn't then nullify the past because it still happened. Hmm. That's all. You're not going to apologize. That's, that's what you're saying. (laughs) I didn't say those things about Lucha on this podcast, but I, can't say that I didn't say them outside of this podcast. Exactly. Um, if I did, I stand by it. Correct. Oh, guys, guys. Rookie, remember when you apologized for Chelsea? Like, come on. You have to apologize. And, and look who ended up being. I should have stuck to my guns because what happened? Like, six weeks later, where's Frank? Where's Frank now? All the people were saying, I was being too harsh. Guess what? I was right. <laughs> um, Randomly, that just kind of came up, but. What do you think is going to happen to Frank Lampard in terms of his managerial career? Like, what do you think he's done? Do you think he's going to get another job, like, in a big team? What's the right fit? I think he'll get another job, not in a big team. At least not right off the bat, no. Hmm. I think Tuchel doing this well, <laughs> um, kind of, yeah, in terms of Frank Makes getting a big really team. Yeah, like, he's not getting a big team when it's very clear that he just did not know how to manage this team. Because I said it in the beginning of the season, this is a great team if managed properly. I had them finishing second. They could have finished second had they had Tuchel. They could have finished first had they had Tuchel. 
um, if you know if they were performing to this standard. But um, I think Lampard will definitely still manage. Um, I just don't see him getting a big team anytime soon because it's Tuchel has expo- exposed his own managerial flaws. So. Mm. He has some growing to do, and that's fine. That doesn't mean he's not going to turn out to be a great manager eventually. It's just he wasn't at the stage to be managing at Chelsea, and that's okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope he does, you know, get something. Um, I wish him well. It was never out of malice or anything. It was just very clear that he didn't he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, he he wasn't doing a good job. We we could see that. Um, George, I want to ask you about Thomas Tuchel because I remember when he was hired by Chelsea, um, you were among the crowd of people that said, I don't really rate this guy. I don't really believe in his philosophy like that. He's not really ever done anything anywhere. Like he just kind of gets by and we know him. Um, Have you changed your mind on him or are you still feeling the same way? Um, I mean, I'll give him credit. I'll actually give him credit for like, you know, what he has done with this Chelsea team. It, it seems like he's even found a position for Kai Havertz. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give him credit. He has done he has done well. But do I still rate him? I feel like he has a lot to prove. You know, he has a lot to prove to me. So what do you think that he can prove it by winning the Champions League final? Like what does he has a lot to prove mean? Nah, the whole the whole of next season. He has a lot to prove the whole of next season. Can he keep up? You know, mm-hmm. you can't just come and do this for like three, four months and we're already comparing you to like... We've seen managers do that anyway. Yeah, we've seen managers do it for yeah. Especially at Chelsea. Chelsea, they do this all the time, no? Yeah, they just need quick success. But like, I feel like he has to do it next season. Like, next season will determine whether I actually still rate him or not. But like, now I feel like... It, it could be one of those. It could be like one of those only runs, but it's just... It lasted longer than it should. You know? <laughs> so, no, that's that's fair. Still, yeah, still, I just give him credit, though. I give him credit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone here that really backs Tuchel? Like, who who thinks that what he's doing is sustainable, he's going to do it, and you just rate him as a manager? It's too soon to tell. It's too soon to tell. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, well, um, I think um, tactically he's um, a very smart guy. Um, hmm. I don't know how long it will last, but you see game by game, you can you can see his tactic, you can see the reasoning behind it. And you can see why he did what he did. It it makes sense, you know. You get what I'm saying. Uh, whereas in uh, other coaches, like they do some things, and then you're like, this doesn't make any sense. And then when they lose, you can pinpoint that one mistake. But it's like this guy when he loses, like you can't really pinpoint like it was because of he did this and this and that. You, you get what I'm saying? It will, it will basically boil down to he did what he was supposed to do. Uh, Timo uh, Werner missed like two sitters. Uh, Kai Havertz missed like a like a like a two sitters. Like it's not it's not clear cut that it's Tuchel's fault. Like when something goes wrong, you can blame individual like uh, like individual bad individual decisions, right? But it's like when they win, like you can see how they were coached to win the game. Like that 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 makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, and right now, right now, th- that's what it's looking like. But I, I really judge a coach by when, uh, at it in time of crisis. You know, when right. 
he's, he's lost two, three games, right? How he turns it around. That's how I judge a coach. And he's not had that yet. So like Rookie said, it might be too early. But basically what I'm saying is I see what he's doing and it makes sense. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's definitely turned the season around for Chelsea, no matter how much we want to, you know, discount what he's done or hate on him or anything like that. He's definitely done well. Um, And I do think that the one thing that has always kept me from rating him too highly is the fact that he seems to always leave all his jobs on bad terms, which is just a bad sign. Like, I just don't like that, right? Like, he left Dortmund. They He wasn't talking to executives, I think. They, he had beef with them. Same thing at PSG, basically, right? Because yeah. you forget, like, he left PSG this season, like, in the middle of the season. It wasn't over the summer or something. And they went to Champions League final. Like, he obviously was just having a hard time there. So we'll see how long it lasts at Chelsea. I don't think it's going to last that long. But I don't think so. Win some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to. He's just, I think his personality. Personality sometimes... Coming he strikes up. me as really high strong and when things don't yes. go his way he kind of like you know yeah yes like you know what i mean like the way like the way Winfrey said that whenever there's something wrong it's almost never his fault i feel like right too so right he's like, like i made a mistake i did everything i needed to do you guys screwed up kind of thing yeah and yeah. that's not gonna work well um, you know, with players. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I do like that he's done, though, is he's, I feel like he's given almost every player at Chelsea a chance to play under him, which is really good. I feel like team, no. it makes players kind of buy in. He said no? No. Winfred actually brought this up. Um, Tommy Abraham. I've never... Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the one player. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so crazy because I feel like Tommy Abraham is a good player. Like, he's not a world-class player, well, for what Chelsea has, he's good enough to play some games. Like I don't get the hate that Tammy gets. I understand Tuchel's reasoning for benching the guy. So he's not super fast, and uh, his older play is good, but not as good as Olivier. So if Tuchel is going with a team where he needs older play, Giroud starts. But if Tuchel is going with a team that he needs to stretch the defense, he goes with Timo. Like I've said, Timo has been doing everything that he's supposed to do right. It's just the finishing touch. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like Tommy Abraham, like he's not as fast as Timo, so he won't be able to stretch a defense for uh, somebody like uh, a Kai or a Pulisic to to get uh, an extra time off the ball because they're so worried about the pace of Timo, and also. He's not as good as a hold-up uh, player like uh, Olivier. You, you get in, uh, in in and around the box, and he's not it's not as clinical as Olivier would. If you should start somebody who should be able to hold that play, so I see why he doesn't play. Do you, you, you understand? Like I said before, it's like when he does things, you there's there's understanding to it. You know, it, it makes sense basically. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there's obviously some credence to that, but I just think that it's just plainly reputation. Like, I think it's just a matter of Tommy Abraham, for some reason, is super expendable. You don't have to play him. Like, he came in and started playing Hudson Adoy. Hudson Adoy did not ever do anything that was like, oh, he has to play. When we, we thought he forgot about Pulisic, but he kind of forgot about him because he costs a lot of money. He has to play Pulisic. Like, 
I think Tommy Abraham is just like the one player that nobody is going to ever disturb him that you have to play Tommy Abraham so he can easily bench him. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Tommy Abraham needs more fans and more love. Um, yeah. Wes, what do you think about Tommy Abraham? Do you rate him? Is he okay? Yeah, he's good. He's good. But maybe he should, like, move to another team to get opportunities. No, because, like, Chelsea won't, you know, we've seen how they behave. They don't give you too many chances. No, they won't. You know, I mean, so, he probably could see it, too. When they, once they brought into Moverna after the season he had, like, he had a decent season, and they went to go buy someone to replace him, so... Yeah, like, but I I think it depends what happens with Olivier. If Olivier leaves, then he's basically the only out and out striker on the team. Mm-hmm. You know? So he might get more chances. Then doesn't is Giroud's contract about to expire? Like I thought he was on a one year deal. Um, I don't know that for sure, but that sounds very likely. Once you start getting old, you only get one year deals for most of the good teams. Oh. Yeah, unless you're signing Lillian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like only, only Arsenal is still giving out yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Look it Oh no. Um. So speaking about um, you know, trying to gauge if someone is real or not. Um, we kind of mentioned before we started recording that there's an FA Cup final this weekend. Um, I want to say it's on Saturday, but it might be Sunday. Um, Chelsea versus Leicester. Um, and a player that has really been on form for the past, I feel like it's been a month and a half now. It feels like it's been a long time. Um, but our brother, Kelechi, Kelechi and Nacho. Wes, I want to start with you. What do you think about him? Like, do you think his form is here to stay, right? Like, do you think he can keep this up? Of course, not scoring every game, but like, his general play, can he keep it up, or do you think it's just a blip? I don't know if he can keep this up, to be honest. I think this is... Um... <sighs> <laughs> You've never seen anything to make you think oh, that this could be That's the thing. Like The formation is working for him right now. Yeah. Like playing with two strikers, he's really getting to see space. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be negative, you know, because <laughs> when, when I'm when I'm speaking about you know my my fellow Nigerian guy, but I think this form is just too good. It's just too good to keep up. Hmm. You know, it's, it's just. Like it's just too good to keep up. So I wouldn't be surprised if he can't keep this up. I mean what he, he scores basically every game now for the past month and a half. Yeah, someone put up a someone put up a chart of I think I saw it on Twitter or something, of players that have like the most goals per minute. And he's like ridiculously high. Of course, because he didn't start so many games. Like his goal rate this season is like I want to say in the league, it's probably less than 90 minutes for every goal. Like, he's right behind, like, Harry Kane. Like, it's something ridiculous like that. I wish I could find it. Yeah, so, and then what happens when they change the formation, you know? Or, mm-hmm. or like, Vardy isn't there. Because I feel like, when I look at, I haven't watched a lot of their games, but I feel like the fact that Vardy is there to, you know, take away defenders. 
from him helps him a lot to get in these spaces. But I mean, I, 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 yeah. Hopefully, he, hopefully he can keep it up. Yeah, no. Hopefully, you can. Nigeria has a bunch of strikers that are killing in Europe. Wilfred, what do you think about Yanacho? Do you think that you know you were asked like you think it's just a Vardy effect, two strikers? He's you know form of his life, or do you think that he's actually improved and there's some things that he can keep up? Yeah, I think um, I think the shape has helped him. Um, Vardy being a second strike, uh, Vardy pulls away the players. He gets into like really really good spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I've seen uh, improve in this past few weeks is uh, his whole, uh, his interplay, mm-hmm. his control in uh, tight spaces, and how he brings uh, other players in, in into the attack. I, I think that's one of the few things I've seen improve um for this form to carry on uh, the coach needs to like trust him and um put a lot of responsibility on him uh make him feel needed and wanted uh, for a striker that's that's all it takes for you to you know um really really shine i'll give an example as uh patrick bamford he worked under various coaches and he didn't really, really shine, but look at him this season. 15 goals in the Premier League from a championship striker. That's impressive. That could be Kalechi's story if Brendan Rodgers could, you know, put some confidence and faith in him. It's like, hey, you're my guy, you know. I I, I trust you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, from here, it just it just, it just depends on him, Kalechi, and then Leicester, uh, Leicester as a whole, as a team. Yeah, yeah, and I do think that you definitely see the confidence that he has. Like you said, his control, his interplay. Like he's not just he's not so selfish anymore because I feel like he used to be selfish, but in this run of form, he's been you know interplay and all that stuff has been really good. So I do hope he can keep it up. Um, Leicester's kind of been struggling again. They they won today against the team that they played, Um, but they've been kind of struggling to to stay in that top four. George, I want to come to you. Why does Leicester always struggle at the end of the season? It's like it seems like it's a trend. Yeah, it all comes down to, uh, it all comes down to the manager. If you ask me, hmm. like it, like there are certain managers where you can you cannot trust them to finish the job, right? You cannot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Rogers is slowly like it's not slowly. He has actually actually crept into that you know that bracket of managers who just cannot you know, finish a job. Like, I don't know. I still have doubts. I still don't think they might end up finishing top four. I still have that slight doubt that they're going to give, like, either West Ham or even Everton the chance to creep in. But I don't know. I think it comes down to the manager. You have Brendan Rodgers. You have Pochettino on top, the ultimatum, right? And then you have Brendan Rodgers, and then you have, like, you know, those other managers who keep bottling. Every single time they find themselves in positions like that. But I think it all comes down to the manager. Because now, like last season, the excuse was they didn't have Ndidi and all those guys, right? Mm-hmm. That's the reason why they went on that run, two, two, three months run without winning. Now they have all the players, and for some reason, like they still cannot finish it, you know? So I don't know. It comes down to the manager, if you ask me. Hmm. Okay. No, yeah. fair enough. I mean, I don't think it's fair, but. I I don't know what it comes. I'm to. not saying I'm not saying he's not a good manager. I'm just saying like when you need him to like you know finish a job, I don't think he 
like he's done this so many times, like a Liverpool, for example, you know. But but the I guess the question I'm asking is, I understand what you're saying. He seems to have a pattern. But is this something that he's doing, or do you think it's something that he's not doing? Like why? Like why is it happening? Like does he change his strategy when the season is close to the end? Like it doesn't look like that to me. So why is he struggling? I but like I feel like coaching is not just even tactics. It's how you mentally prepare some of the players. You know, you have to mentally, you have, like, you have to psych the players. You have to mentally prepare them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coaching. And I feel like maybe that's the part where he's actually lacking. You know, mentally preparing the players to just finish a cross. Because, like, it's a long season. Like, people just get tired. They just they get complacent at certain mm-hmm. stages of the season. And for his teams, it seems like towards the end, they always get complacent every single time. You know, so it has to be something where maybe he's not. He has to mentally side these people to finish, you know, the whole season, the way they started it. So yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Okay, definitely understand that. Um, man, I want to. That's mad harsh on Brendan Rodgers. It it is very harsh. I I just I'm trying to defend him, but I don't have anything to say because it does keep happening. Like, what can you say if it keeps happening? Isn't isn't yeah. like, to it? And like what keeps happening? Like what is ever the goal of any team that he has ever managed? No, Blast, for example, the season Liverpool almost won the league, right? That season. And then it slipped. Right? I, honestly, well, I don't think... It was more like Stevie G. Yeah, I don't think that's... No, even, that. even when when that happened, then they, the game after, yeah, the game after that, they were supposed to win to Crystal Palace. That's true, against Crystal Palace. Yeah, and they were winning three zero at halftime, and exactly. then boom, they lost. Uh, they drew. Sorry, but yeah. that yeah. but that particular Liverpool team, I, I I guess I'm looking at it from the from the perspective of he created those teams, he made he put them in that position. Yes, yes, like yes. that's that's not easy to do. Like yes, Liverpool, exactly. they were they went. They 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 were not a good team before Brendan Rodgers got there. They were jumping from manager to manager. They were signing useless players. He actually like made Liverpool relevant again. Steven Gerrard even said, "Man, if I had I'd had this guy like for a longer period of my career, you know, maybe would have won." He actually did very very well. From he's the reason like, yeah. like Suarez. Uh, storage, um, Sterling, like that's that's all that's all Brendan Rogers. Yeah, what you're not getting my point. The same thing you guys were saying about Pochettino, right? Saying oh he has the players, but but he never finished that finish line. He never got past it, right? Now he's doing the same thing at PSG. Do you get it? So it comes down to mentally psyching your players. It's not you can you can you can take a team from dirt. To like top four. If you, if now the team is, is not, if if the team becomes a top four, like you know a top four team, now they want to go the next the next step, which is what winning winning a title or something. For Leicester, it seems like their next step is trying to get into Champions League. Even if Leicester was not you know that team that you know fights for top four, now they are that team that fights for top four. You've made them the team that fights for top four, or made them like contenders for top four. Now finish the job. You understand? Finish the job. That's what I'm saying. This if you create is, something, just finish it up. This is his second season at Leicester, right? Yeah, but he did the same thing last season too. How do you go yeah, three that, months? That was just uh, like they should have finished in the top four last season. I'm not letting him off the hook, but like to say that he always does this, he always does this. 
I don't know if that's fair, in my opinion. That's all. Um, it, it just seems like a trend, and I'm seeing this trend, like, and I'm like, I, I feel like the trend you you're trying to say, oh, they didn't win the title that year, Liverpool. But I I, I don't think before that season started that that was the expectation of Liverpool. Yeah, even if it's my expectation, right? He, like he did so well. Yes, but I'm not saying. That, listen, listen, was I'm not saying he's not a good manager. I'm not saying he doesn't take a team from wherever they are to like you know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, if you get them close, you can't like. It's like for example, I'm going to use this analogy, right? You cannot tell me that you spit all this game, right? And then a girl comes over, and then it's time for you to get the job done, and then for some reason you just cannot get the job done. It's like one of those, right? <laughs> It's exactly like one of those. Like this uh, guy. Okay, I mean, let's see if he finishes in the top four this season. I think he will. Uh, I think yeah, he, he will. will finish in the top four. I think if he doesn't, it's gonna be such a shame. Yeah, I think he will get to smash the babe this season. <laughs> he will perform. <laughs> finish but, the job. Like, but Loki, I felt like United wanted to like spite Liverpool. Like that's why I only feel that. I was hearing some people have a conversation. I just didn't feel like jumping in, and they were talking about how like Ole picked a bad team, and he should have tried to go for the like you know put pressure on City. Murphy, I know you're United. Put pressure fan. on who? For what? <laughs> I was so confused by that. I was like, pressure. So silly. And the fact of the matter is, because I was seeing on Twitter. Um, you know, Liverpool fans upset saying that, oh, why are United trying to throw this game and how this game was basically, um, you know, if United lost, it's now United's fault if Liverpool doesn't make top four. Y'all lost at home six times in a row to teams like freaking um, Fulham, you know, like relegation ta- relegation teams. And you want to say that it's United's fault that you don't get top four? Like, what are you ta- What are you on? Bro, that's Liverpool fans, man. Liverpool fans. It's, it's just, it's crazy to me. Because even if United won this game, you're still like four, four points of whatever behind Leicester City. Who's to say that they're not going to win their other games? Who's to say that y'all are going to win all your games? It's just, um, yeah. Nah, Liverpool fans are actually... I, I was seeing that today, and it just yeah. it really bothered me because we see the fixture congestion. What did you want Ole to do? Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing too. It was like United has to play three games in five. Right. Days. Um, and and I saw- you also don't want to risk injuries because of the Europa League finals. So like, mm-hmm. and United is definitely not winning the league, even had they won the game today. So mm-hmm. this whole oh, you know, it's to spite Liverpool fans. Who cares about, like, you guys are playing Europa League next season, whether we lost or we won. That's it. It was a good team, too, besides Anthony. It, it, was, not, it was not a good team. Stop it. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want Ole to come. You know the way Ole counts out and gives that. And, uh, and that's why I'm getting annoyed with, um, that's why I'm getting annoyed with Buster. See, I'm like, yo, this is not a good team. It should not be this difficult for you guys to win this match. So I kind of get where George is coming from and the whole bottle job because with the team that Ole put out, no disrespect to, you know, the kids that were out there, Leicester should have been up, like, I don't know, at least 2-0 before halftime, you know? 
I see what you're saying, but I also think like it's Loki kind of a trap, right? It's kind of like when you're clearly the better team, like men- mentally it messes with you. And like mm. football is a game that like is close margins. So to beat a team is not that easy. Like you can play a team that's so much worse than you, but if they defend all day or whatever, like you might not be able that's to. True. So I No, I mean it it just especially in the first half after Lester scored, mm-hmm. they just weren't playing like they had something to play for. And I think that's what was annoying me mm-hmm. because it was like, you guys actually need this win because there are teams now putting pressure on you guys. Like, why why aren't you going for it? Why does it seem like you're just passing the ball around? Not really, you know, it felt like they weren't really in the game. And then, you know, eventually they stepped it up in the second half and got the second goal. But I was getting annoyed because it just seemed like, I don't know, it seemed like they weren't in it and they, they needed to be mm. because I, I generally didn't, I don't want to see them drop out of top four again for a second season, especially having spent pretty much all season in the top four. That's, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, know, you know, you know what I was wishing. You know, like the way the season started, I was wishing for like <clears throat> Liverpool to play in Europa. Now I'm looking at the table and I see this new league, like Europe, Europe Europa Conference League or some shit. <laughs> 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 I'm seeing that. I'm like, man, it would not be bad to see Liverpool travel to like Malta play again, man. That would not be bad. Stop. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in Liverpool. And actually, we're going to talk about that real quick. But before we get to Liverpool and um, kind of where we think teams are going to finish, I want us to real quick give predictions for this Chelsea versus Leicester game in the final. Um, again, Chelsea's on fire. We just kind of talked about how Leicester is not so much on fire right now. Um, but I think that there's some things that probably work to Leicester's favor in this game. Rafael, I don't know if you agree, but what do you think the score is going to be this this final Chelsea versus Leicester City? Uh, I think it'll be a very close game. Uh, I'm predicting two one Chelsea, or yeah. maybe one uh, zero Chelsea. But yeah, I think it'll be a, a very tight game. Um, I, I'm actually looking forward to that game. I think it'll be very interesting um, tactically. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, they kind of play the same system three five two, kinda. Uh, I, I believe Tuku plays three four three, and uh, Rogers plays uh three five two. But it would be interesting to see how they match up, the individual battles on the field. I will, I can't wait to see Indidi uh, go against uh, Ingolo Kante. Oh, that would be an interesting battle to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the couple things I look forward to. Okay, no, it should be fun. Those players don't play against each other, of yeah, course. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, because a lot a lot of people. We're not talking about Champions League, so nobody talk about it. But a lot of people were talking about Casemiro versus Conte, and I was so confused. I was like, they don't play against each other, like no, man, no, no, man. No, no, no. They don't. They don't play against each other. But we we we, we want to see who's gonna impose more in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what we're looking for. Okay, I can respect that. Um, Wes, what do you think the score is gonna be? Chelsea versus Leicester City. You know what. I'm just gonna support my Ninja guys on Leicester. I, I I forgot about Indeed. There are two Ninja guys on that team. Yeah. Leicester <laughs> FA Cup. And a Ghanaian brother. And a Ghanaian brother. And a, and a, and a Ghanian brother Amate, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Leicester is gonna win. 
you know, um, this whole Thomas Thomas Tuku is uh, such a great manager because like <laughs> like six like six seven games, uh, the guy has just been there. Like, come on, man, come on, let's let's calm down. Like, Vardy will run. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm just gonna go with Leicester um, what's the story uh on PKs Ooh. oh that would be very fun but I think if it's PKs Chelsea's gonna win man you just talked about Mendy like what Mendy's gonna save two yeah Mendy I've not seen him in picky situations. So I don't think he's gonna. I, I think he's gonna save. You know, and Casper uh, Schmerker saves PKs, right? Mm, I don't know. Does he? Yeah, he does. He actually does. All okay. right, fine. If if you want to say they can't win in PKs, then I'll say um uh one zero one zero. Okay. Actually, so yeah, I, I have more faith in a one zero than PKs. I don't know if Leicester can defend how well though. But anyway, yeah. Popo, Popo is not from the future. <laughs> yeah, George, what do you think the score is gonna be? Man, I want Leicester to win. So I'm gonna go with um <laughs> I'm gonna go with a two one Leicester win. Okay, I think that's you know very, very hot. Yeah. I, I know why he wants Leicester to win. Why? Because they will sack the Chelsea players out. If he wins a title, mm-hmm. Champions League final, it will sack them up. Ah. But if they lose, then, you know, they, they mentally they would not be on that high. Okay. I can see. I can see how that can play a role. Um, Rookie, what do you think the score is going to be? I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because it's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's gonna be one zero Chelsea. One zero. Unfortunately, Chelsea. if it is, I'm gonna have to take a leave of absence because my brother will be too happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm I'm on the same page with everyone that basically doesn't want Chelsea to win. You guys know how I feel about yeah. Chelsea. You know, I, I want them to lose. They should lose. Um. <laughs> You know, I'm trying not to speak emotionally here, but I do think that Leicester is set up is the kind of team that would give them problems because they Leicester plays better when they don't have the ball and they can counterattack them. And they still have Vardy, like what I said, like Vardy can still run. Even though he's not on his hottest run of form right now, like all it takes is one game. Like you know Vardy. Vardy like Vardy's gonna score in this game. Like you just know it. There's almost no doubts. So I hope he does. Yo, it would be it would be bad. I hope he scores. Um yeah, I would go for like a 2-1 or a 2-0, honestly, like for Leicester, because I just, they have to win. They have to win. <laughs> they have to win. If they lose, what will you do? Yeah, I mean, if they lose, man, can you imagine if Chelsea wins this and win the oh, Champions God. League final? No, no, no. the end of no. it? this to happen? Like, literally, I don't understand how Chelsea got here, because Chelsea was bad the whole season. You know what happened? They sacked, they sacked Frank too soon. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, wow. it's crazy. Popo, you're, you're saying you don't know what happened? Yeah, yeah I know what happened. Don't, don't. Do what I, I told you what happened. 
happened? What happened? They started playing. Oh, they started playing Jorginho. No. <laughs> they started playing three at the back, like Emeka suggested. No, Mount will cost uh, Lampard his job because he doesn't want to do what he needs to do to accommodate the kid if he's going to play the kid. Mm-hmm. He needs to move to three in the back. Emeka also said it. Mm-hmm. We said no, 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 no. A new coach <laughs> oh. did the same thing we said, and boom, the Georgino that people thought he was. Uh, he was average. Now he's like one of the best mids in uh, the Chelsea team. First of all, Jorginho got a lot of stick for no reason. Facts. Facts. And also, let me just push back. I don't want to get into this because, you know, Chelsea's day is going to come. Then we'll talk about it. But <laughs> what I was fighting back against back then was, one, the idea that them playing a three-back, I have nothing wrong with them playing a three-back. But Emeka thinks a three-back is a solution to every team's problems. Yeah, yeah, I know. It I, is not. I know Emeka, uh, I know Emeka stays exactly. for everything. And my biggest problem with Chelsea also was those two things. Everyone kept blaming Mason Mount. And yeah. I was like, Mason Mount is yeah. not the reason that they're losing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I understand yeah. your point, Winfred, of he was played out of position and sometimes it hurt the team. And I yeah. definitely agree with that. the whole balance of the team. Yeah. I wasn't saying the kid was trash. Mm-hmm. You know what? I was harsh on the kid. Um uh, I didn't think he was that good, but he's exactly. That was why I was fighting because he's good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I what you were fighting for, but you also should understand that, uh, what I was saying that because of how Lampard wants to use him, he's destroying the whole balance of the team. Mm-hmm. Making other people look bad. You get yeah, what I, mean? you know, I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, Lampard was playing him almost like as a central midfielder. It, mm-hmm. Like the team was completely unbalanced. It made no sense because mm-hmm. he's that's not his position. Um, so yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens in this final. As you guys can probably tell, we're all hoping that Chelsea loses. Um, and if Chelsea wins, we're not going to be. Yeah, hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the last thing before we get to our bust of the week, I want us to real quick. I know we made predictions at the beginning of the season. We're gonna get back to that in another episode. Don't worry. We'll laugh at all of you guys. Um, but I want us to predict our top six, knowing what we know now. Where do you think teams are going to finish? Who are your top six teams? Yeah, but it's all going to determine now. Oh, I don't think it, I mean, number one is determined for sure. Number two is pretty much a safe bet. Um, everything else I think is flexible. I mean, yeah. depending on how you think things are going to go, but I think it's flexible. So, Winfrey, since you think it's, it's determined, you know what's going to happen. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> so, number one is City, right? No yeah. choice there. And then I believe number two will be United. Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham, Liverpool, Tottenham, or Everton. Who is going to drop and who is going to slip in where? Is that is that what you is that what you 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 asking me? Yeah, and United might not finish second. I mean, it's not a foregone. Um, I think United will finish second. Um, I think Leicester will drop to fourth. Chelsea will go to third. Uh, West Ham would finish fifth. Uh, Liverpool would finish in the Europa League spot sixth. Okay. Oh, and a bonus. No, no, let's, let's not do the bonus here. Okay. So you think West Ham is going to play in Europe? You think they'll be able to yeah, hang on? They'll, they'll be in Europe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it'll be good for them, but I, I kind of doubt it a little bit. I, what I, do don't you think? Think, I don't think it will be good for them if, if they don't spend more money. Hmm. That's true, too. They'll not have squad Um, so obviously 
City first. Mm-hmm. Um, United second. Mm-hmm. I think that... Hmm, I think third and fourth will be decided on the last day, honestly, between Leicester and Chelsea. I do think that West Ham will finish fifth. Um, I'm just looking at their fixtures, and I mean, they play Brighton, West Brom, and then Southampton. So I mm. think they will end up finishing fifth. I Liverpool. Um, yeah, I do think Liverpool will probably end up finishing sixth, just because I think Everton have City on the last day. So. That's that's what we'll see. But, okay. Liverpool. So you think Liverpool's going to drop points? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. I don't think they'll beat United. I think that's just going to be a 0-0 draw, to be honest. Um, and Burnley's been on fire lately. I could see them somehow losing to Burnley. And then they'll win on the last day against Crystal Palace. Okay. Fair enough. George, what do you think? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I've said it from the start. Man City was going to win the leagues, and it happened. So, <laughs> Man City is going to be number one. <laughs> they I, are number one. They already are. <laughs> yeah, they're not good, they're clearly. Um, United is going to stay second, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Chelsea is going to finish third. Okay. The fourth position, man. I hope Leicester keeps, you know, stays in fourth position. I really hope. So I'll put them there, right? Mm-hmm. And since it's like there's, there's this Europa conference. <laughs> oh my God, George. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. It's just too funny, but it's just funny. Like, that's a new competition. If Club goes in, he wins for the first time, he goes into the, you know, the uh, the history books, <laughs> trying to go there and assist and all that. It will be fun. It will be nice if they actually make it, but I don't think they're gonna make it. I think they're gonna play in Europa with probably um Everton or Spurs. So I'll go with Liverpool fifth. Okay. Um, I'll go with um, uh, I'll go with Spurs sixth. Okay. And then West Ham is going to play in the Europa Conference League. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Wes, what do you think? Um, City, United, La Chelsea, Leicester, Liverpool, and West Ham. West Ham. <laughs> Daniel is gonna kill you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Why? Wait, didn't you say West Ham or you said was it Southampton or West Ham? You said no, West Ham. I, I said West Ham. West Ham would be sixth. So no, no. City. No, I think I think George is coming back to we had had a conversation at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when West Ham started off really good, and we basically laughed at West Ham. I said they're not a good team. West Ham is not a good team, man. <laughs> like, you people don't understand, this season, teams have not been good. Teams have not been good. 
Like that's true. Tottenham, like West Ham shouldn't be ahead of Tottenham and uh, and Liverpool right now, and Arsenal. Like, come on, Arsenal is ninth. Teams haven't been good. Soccer is based on effort. Mm. If they're not putting in the effort, why shouldn't West Ham be above them? Mm. So, yeah, West Ham is like, work. Everton is putting in work. Leeds is putting in work. I'm not saying they're not putting in work. I'm just saying that it's like, not because these teams are so good. I, I don't I don't understand. That's not what we're saying, though. They just reserve the top six for some name. It's like a name drop type of thing. Like Liverpool is supposed to be the Arsenal. It, supposed it, to it's be not that. name drop. Like West Ham United as a team, the players on the team are not better than the players that are on Liverpool. No, it's it's, it's not individual. It's the players that are talking about. So don't say that they're good. Say that the other teams are underperforming. Like, I give them credit for working hard, but, like, let's not speak as if they are so great. No, they're not uh, a great team. They're, 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 they're what we call, uh, they're what you call uh, a, 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 collective, a collective bunch of rejects that have been given <laughs> been given a coach who was also a reject, and he he's found a way to motivate this so-called rejects to play to their highest potential. Right. Exactly. So and you're making my point. It's a, it's a, a team of misfits. <laughs> God, and sometimes that's all you need. And the motivation that other people don't think you can achieve to make you achieve. And Dave Moyes has been there. When half of the team that is there when you track their individual stories, you can see like uh, this guy. Craig Dawson had a shout-out for uh, centre-back. <laughs> he was in the championship. He, he was loaned from the championship from Watford to West Ham. And now look at him. I actually he like Craig, Craig Dawson. Like but you, guys are, you guys are missing the point that I'm making. Oh, and I understand your point. But I'm also making a point that the simple fact that it's Liverpool, it's Spurs, it's Arsenal, they have brilliant squads, don't necessarily... Right. Automatically end them, uh, give them a top six spot. That's not what right. I'm all, all teams are all teams are given, you know, thirty eight games in a season. If you know West Ham put in more effort to get to where they are, it doesn't make them any less deserving. I think is what Winfred is it's trying to say. There and then now you're saying other teams are right. Because, yeah. I'm not saying that they don't deserve it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. They are not better than Liverpool or Tottenham. Okay. Oh, no, we know on paper they're not, but <laughs> this season, you know, Tottenham and Liverpool and Co. have not done what they needed to do. Yeah, I, I just don't think a team finishing ahead of another team in the table necessarily means that they're better. Yeah, they had a better season this season and they worked hard. Great for them. Fantastic! I'm 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 happy for them. I think that if you finish above another team, you are in fact better. Like you said, for that season, but next season the teams are going to be different. Some of the players are not going to be right. there. There's going to be new players, so it's a different team. But this version of West Ham is definitely better than this version of Arsenal. Like we've seen it over 38 games, like Ruki said. So this this version of West Ham, the individual players, uh, let's not use Arsenal, are uh, better than Liverpool? Better than Tottenham? It, 
if they finish, it isn't, it's not an individual sport though. Exactly, it's not. It's a team sport. This team, this team showed more fight than that Liverpool team. That's for sure. You guys are saying fight, work hard, this that. That, because that, that's all a part of the game. Don't even care. Don't even focus on those words. Game. Focus on the word perform, points, goals against, goals scored. Goal score. The game is about scoring goals, yeah. scoring more goals than the other team, getting the points. West Ham has done that better than Liverpool this season if they finish above them. Exactly. Yeah, they are better at the sport than them. That's just wild. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's wild. I don't know why that's wild to you. That's wild. I mean, Tottenham has, has Harry Kane, Son, Undombele, uh, all these guys. And you want And you know what? And you know what? Shame on them. Maybe this will teach them a better to do, this will teach them a lesson to do better next season. You're right. Because you have Harry Kane and West Ham is above you. You have the best striker in the league. And it's not like the other players around them supporting them, you know, aren't good. They're top players. And look at them now. They might not play in Europe next season. So, yeah, tough on them. Sucks to be them. Yeah, in, in 2001, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Daniel is gonna do it, you guys. Just, just, just watch out. Oh, no. Daniel would not let this go, bro. Trust me. <laughs> um. So before before we leave this and go to bus of the week, George, I've given you so much time to. Prepare. No, no, there's no bus. Remember the game we're still going on. Yeah, the game is still okay. ongoing. I ha- I have bus to present, so I'll present my own bus. Wow. Um, Oh, Lord. Let's, let's do let's do um, a bonus, you know, prediction here. Um, where do you guys think Arsenal is going to finish this season? Tenth, uh, Leeds will finish tenth. <laughs> you said that so quick, <laughs> like you were ready. <laughs> I have, I have, I have starred messages in, in the group that I was just waiting for this opportunity. Just waiting. You know what? Looking at these matches, you might be right. Yeah, because Arsenal is playing Chelsea tomorrow. We didn't even like. Yeah, Arsenal plays Chelsea tomorrow, and then Leeds plays Burnley, Southampton, and West Brom to finish the season. Arsenal plays um, Crystal, Crystal Palace and Brighton. So you might be right. Yeah, Brian is one. Like those are teams you don't want to play. Like if you need points, because right, just Cause they points. might just shock so you. But like, it feels like playing. Like, like what is what is Arsenal fighting for at this point? <laughs> like, what are they? <laughs> Yo, they're not fighting for anything. I mean, at this point, they should be playing the. They're young fighting players. to finish in the top half. Oh, the right. Europa League conference. That's that's a possibility. Right? Because you're forgetting, you know, Villa. Villa is right right by them too. If Villa won their games, they really could bump them down to 11th, not even being funny. Yeah, Villa, it's it's a shame that Grealish got injured because I think they'll be... Oh, such a shame. Such a shame. It would have made things super interesting. Yeah, Arsenal would have been 11th. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone basically has Arsenal finishing 9th or 10th, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. As long as you win the Europa Conference League, bro. I think they're four points away. They can make it. <laughs> they have to be eight. I there, right? don't think so. <laughs> huh? What, what position do they have to finish to make the European League Conference? Oh, you have to finish seventh. Oh, you have to finish seventh? They're not making it. What? That would be nice, though. They go, they go. I mean, if you win the Would it be nice? Huh? I don't think it would be nice. I think it's better for them to just have the league, to concentrate on the league. Right. They have to rotate their team. They just play your best 11 It's pretty week. clear they can't really multitask with the squad they have at the moment. I know, but who would you prefer to go to that Europa League? Because there's Spurs and Everton, right? I prefer, I think Arsenal should do it. Like, Spurs needs to drop off. <laughs> <laughs> I think Arsenal should get no, in there. I think, I, think Leeds, I think Leeds will be a better representation. Definitely, Leeds will give you exciting games. Like, yeah, and I can't wait to see what Leeds, uh, what they do this summer, because I feel like they might bring in a couple players and really stabilize their team and improve. Yeah, I think if they stabilize their team, they would, they would be uh, a top half type of team, a team that yeah, they definitely do doing um, before this season one to eight. They yeah. just need to go to the relegated teams and pick you know the best players. From I was that saying team. they need to buy Pereira. Yeah. They need to buy Pereira. <laughs> And then they need a DM. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then they, they can't be every all, all the time. You can't be. You can't. They've scored 53 and considered 53. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've won 15 and lost 15. You know, so they're, they're either winning or losing. You know, they're either. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's better to win. One game out of two, or one game out of three, than to draw two of those games and lose one. So they Yeah, but like as far as you know, maybe. Of course, they can't concede as many as they score because they'll always be like tenth. <laughs> yeah, if you're right. gonna score, if you're gonna concede fifty-three, then you gotta score like seventy. You know? Seventy, exactly. Eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that some other it time. Um, chance, but yeah. Okay, so the, the the end of the episode is here. I want to present some busts. George has no FPL bust, which is fine. So this will be my time to shine. Um, my I'll, I'll present some names. You guys just agree with me or tell me someone else that I'm missing. I'll start with my bust of the week. Um, my manager, that's bust of the week. Um, it's very painful. I hate to do this because I'm a supporter and I'm a fan, and I know that he's better than this. He's not. But he has to be um, reprimanded for what he's done. Um, I'm talking about Zinedine Zidane. He, uh, I don't mind a lot of what he does because it works, but against Chelsea, for some reason, he decided Real Madrid was going to play a three-back that we almost never play. Um, it didn't work in the first leg. Popo, Popo, did you, yeah. did you just make up this whole section for you to run? <laughs> yes, man, this is my whole section. Let me let me just get some things off my mind, please. All right, do you, do you, bro. It's suffering. He decided to play a three back. It didn't work in the first leg. We got away with it. In the second leg, he doubled down, added in a Sergio Ramos that hadn't played in months. Basically, the mistake that Barcelona did when PK came back in the Champions League we did the same mistake, and it did not work because why would it work? Kai Havertz was like bullying Sergio Ramos. Kai Havertz, like it was just a shame. So 
Zidane, I hope that he's back next season and I hope that he never plays three back again. Um, it's not always a solution. In make a- no, I don't I don't agree with you with your bust of, uh, you know, what was it? Money the bust manager of the week. Man- yeah, I don't agree with that, man. Okay, who do you, who do you think it should be? There's only one manager who deserves this, man. And it's? The guy that people have raved, the guy that people claim, <laughs> you know, he's so good. The guy that, well, at some point, people were saying he was going to win the Champions League, right? I think he's a bust. Oh, God. Like, how can you go to the French League <laughs> right, and still not be on top of the French? Like, how is that possible? Mm. Like, how, like, you play a Manchester City team in the first leg and you did not even get a shot on target. Well, they did get a shot on target, but, like, Mbappe, your strikers did not get a shot on target. Mm. Like, I think he is he is uh, the bust, the bust manager. Like, how is Lily? Lily? Like, who plays for Lily? It's not Lily. How is Lily? Like, what's crazy? Yo. Yo, like, how? Yo, how? Oh, there's, there's a Wilfred player there, Jonathan David. Like, how? Like, how is this possible? And yeah, this EPO, like, this United fans were saying only out for Pochettino. Like, can you, do you see the disrespect? <laughs> you know what? I'll just wait till the end of the season. <laughs> you know what? No as, much as, as much as I know there's a lot of hate built into that, um, you are absolutely right. Pochettino is um among the bust managers of the week because it's a shame that PSG is is looking like they're not gonna win the league. They dropped points this weekend again and yeah, things are just oh, they, not did. they did, they dropped oh, points. They did Ricky, guess what? Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, uh it's getting that they're going to win it. So, yeah, that would be a real shame. But I hope, I'm pretty sure they're not going to fire him, and I'm sure that he's going to win the league next season. Is he, is he really? Is he? He, he is. He is. <laughs> okay. And my, oh, I had a bust team of the week, but then they won today, so I can't call them the bust team anymore. So we'll forgive them. It was supposed to be Leicester City. but since oh, because of their the- loss on Friday? Yeah, but only give them a victory, so. We're not crowned yeah. on the bus team. I don't have any teams that really annoyed me. Um, my bus player of the week is our guy, a legend, EPL legend, Sergio Aguero. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that that penalty he took against yeah. Chelsea. It was uh, just, just, I mean, <laughs> just ridiculous. When you take a penalty and you have to apologize on Twitter afterwards, like, <laughs> you know that <laughs> you're a bus. So... You know, we love Aguero, but, you know, he should probably never try that again. It was very bad. Um, and my last bust that I want to present is my bust analyst of the week. Not even of the week, of the moment. Um, it's a boy. He's an Arsenal fan. He, he thinks he knows everything about Arsenal, but he usually doesn't. Um, I'm talking about Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, and uh, just... Really, this is, and it's not even, I'm not trying to be biased here. It's based off of the predictions we made last episode. Um, Daniel was like wrong with all his predictions. Like, he, 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 this was for the first leg of the Champions League in Europa. He thought Real Madrid was going to win 2 1. I mean, I was happy he said it, but he was wrong. He, uh, he thought PSG was going to win against Man City 3 2. He saw, he saw Mbappe scoring twice. <laughs> he was wrong. Um, he, he knew that United was going to beat Roma, so we'll give him credit for that. I mean, that was the obvious one, right? 
Um, and then Villarreal Arsenal. You know, as an Arsenal fan, you would think he knows his team. Um, he thought that Arsenal was gonna win three one. Because yeah, because yeah, like he said, oh, Arsenal is gonna win because they are like an English team. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because they're an English team, they are going to win. He said Emery was gonna park the bus. I mean, just a bunch of things that just did not happen. Um, so yeah, we have to call him out. He gave us some really poor analysis. And I, I apologize to the fans that listened to the last episode on his behalf. He is our bus analyst at the moment, which is why he was banned from this episode. Um, hopefully, he'll be back soon to you know, correct his mistakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to up the floor for final words. Anything that you guys want to get off your chest, kind of like I just did, but way less time, right? So you guys have 30 seconds. Um, Winfred, I'll start with you. Oh, 30 seconds. Um, let me see. I mean, it's not legit 30 seconds, but you know, don't talk for five minutes. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I'm basically, I'm not going to be a makeup, but yeah. Yes. Um, exactly. Special shout out to Elite. Um, and then special shout out to Arsenal for placing 10th, you know, hopefully 11th, you know. <laughs> and uh, Josh, you don't know anything about your club. You don't know football. <laughs> you and Daniel both. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, I like it. Rookie, final words. Final words. Um, shout out to, you know, Man City and their winning the title. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Eve Mavara to any of our Muslim listeners. Yeah. And, uh, you know, solid Ramadan. I hope that everyone managed to get through it, you know, get closer to Allah. And, uh, you know, just many celebrations all around. Mm-hmm. And shout out to all the players that had to play while fasted. And shout out to the league yes. um, that allowed them to take like a 30 second break uh, to break their fast during the games. Yep. So it was very. That was a lovely addition, I have mm-hmm. to say. It was, it was. It was. And it really doesn't take anything away from the game. I mean, players get to drink water. Like, <laughs> I don't right. think there's anything wrong with doing that. So, yeah, that, that was a really good look, I think. Um, all right. Wes, final words. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just happy that the season is ending. It's been. <laughs> um, I don't remember when last I watched a full game. Or, or it's been a bad season. It's been a bad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not impressed with the teams. I'm not impressed, you know, with a lot of things that are going on in football right now. So I think the season needs to end and, uh, the, everybody needs to like, you know, like figure out how to make next season good because this season wasn't a good season. I think you, some, you make some valid points. I think um, it'll be interesting to see how much of that is due to COVID. Like you know, the players and the teams didn't really get much of a break between last season and this one, so I'm sure that had a huge effect on you know yeah. the quality of football that we've witnessed. Yeah, between COVID and and VAR offside calls and. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's just been a terrible season. Yeah, but another thing I would say is I would suggest watching La Liga. I like how you love to. I like how you love to. Let us know you do. I only laugh because I know your reaction, but La Liga is ending the season like on fire. 
Barcelona, you know, George can tell us about Barcelona, but no, you know, no, no, please, I'm about to say my final <laughs> words. Barcelona found a way to to not win today against Levante. Allow me to give my final words. <laughs> All right, George, what are your final words? All right, my final words. You know who's gonna go to Pep, the greatest of all time, EPL legend, untouchable. I can't believe they compared a uh, club to Pep. Like there are levels to this thing, right? There are levels to it. There's Pep, and then there's everyone else, yeah. right? So my my last words is going to Pep and the whole Manchester City team. People doubted him when the week or uh, the season started. People were like, "Oh, you know." Uh, it's not the same. There's no David Silva. There's no Leroy Sané. So they're not. They're gonna finish third. Like you know, people make an ana- um analysis like that. Hmm. So um, shout out to Pep for you know proving everyone wrong. And hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, what was it? May twenty eighth. We'll see what happens on that day. Cause that day, if he wins the Champions League, you guys will have to kick me out of the group chat. I'm saying that now. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, shout out to Pep. And Daniel, man, you're bust. Like, you, like, Popo, I feel like the next time Daniel comes here, when Daniel gives, like, an, like any type of analysis, right, before you even post it, we have to edit it. <laughs> we, have to, we cannot allow Daniel to be coming here and be spewing garbage. Like, the guy didn't post a quote with Pep saying that, oh, the EPO is the toughest league he's been. He says that in every league that he goes to. And he'd be like, oh, the Oracle said this. So this case closed. I'm like, guy. <laughs> Anyways, Daniel, you're a boss. You don't know ball. You don't know ball. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you about anything you said. You know, it's just the only thing is I don't know if we can filter anything that he says. You know, this is an uncut 90, so it has to be know, on. But like, you, you know the way you usually play music? Sometimes. <laughs> just play. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So we'll definitely be back before the Champions League finals because we have to talk about that game. It'll be interesting to see where things are with Chelsea, mostly at that time, because I think City City is basically cruising till then, so they have nothing to play for. But Chelsea have some, you know, some things to play for. So we'll see how they look right before the game. Um, thank you guys for being on the episode. A good episode, I think. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back in a week or so.